All right. Well, welcome to Tuesday's episode. Today we're talking about working with athletes and general population in a sense. So I have a certain population at work that I've been having to start to treat. And I'm going to ask Laura as far as my approach, what we should do, what we shouldn't do, questions we should ask. Laura has all the questions, yet I don't have all the answers. <laughs> Wait, Let's is go it ahead a reverse? I think you had all the questions and I had like no answers. I gave you one question. You fired back with like 15. <laughs> this is your action. I think about it. I did. Uh, you're so, right. Okay. <laughs> it was a valid question. So valid, guys. But we'll sh- even be turn. Be ready to. Oh, I was about to say. Be sure even, to. Uh, bring up a topic or a term that maybe Ken's not used to hearing and I think is becoming popular in our field and I think applies to the situation. So let's just go ahead and swing our way into it. Let's go. You're listening to the PT Assistance Podcast with your hosts, Ken and Laura. Thanks for joining for another exciting episode. Well, happy Tuesday. We hope everyone has had a great weekend, and today we're going to be talking about the athlete and gen pop conundrum. Mm -hmm. And the reason why this came up is in this past couple weeks, uh, our clinic works with some performers from the strip. And for these performers... That sounds really interesting, by the way, when you say it that way. (laughs) Oh, I mean, it is interesting. Yeah. But the thing about these performers, they're cash pay, and it is a what's bothering you today kind of mentality so it's more of like a maintenance plan kind of but some like we've had some come in with adductor strains some other tears some hip flexor tendon like tendonitis and tendinosis yeah so there are people that do have a direction and there are others that don't have any direction whatsoever Mm -hmm. and me being two years out I don't really see these patients mainly because it's almost a reassessment every single day. It's a, let's see what's going on. Let's run some tests, make sure it's okay. And then we're going to start your treatment. Mm -hmm. If someone has a specific problem, then I would treat them too, because it's like, Oh, this is the plan. This is what we're doing. Cause it's what I'm used to. I'm used to a plan and a direction. Yeah. I'm not used to, here's everything up in the air. Do what you want. Good luck. Good luck. (laughs) See what sticks to the wall. (laughs) <laughs> so I treated one the other day and I followed up with my PT and be like, Hey, this is what they told me was bothering them. This is what I did. And I just walked them through my treatment, my thought process and everything like that. And if you guys missed it, the t- a couple, a couple of weeks ago, a couple episodes ago, we did an episode on critical thinking where I'm trying to improve myself as a PTA. And trying to put mm-hmm. myself in scenarios where I will have to think a little bit more outside the box, have to critically apply what's given in front of me and be able to work with what I've got. And one of the ways to do that is to reflect. So that's what I tried to do with this patient. I was given the issue. I did my treatment. I went to my PT and I let them know, like, hey, this is what they said. This is what I did. Did I do good? Did I not do good? Is there ways I could improve? Would you have done anything different? Um, and a lot of these cash pay patients, because they're so sporadic, there's not really anything written down because it's always so different. So it's not like, oh, let me just do the exact same exercises you did last visit. I'm going to step into your treatment because yeah. there is no 
previous their ankle hurt the previous visit and now i'm working on her shoulder so it's like i can't follow any of that yeah so i talked to them and the first thing he said was you are thinking in the wrong mentality he said there was nothing wrong with my treatment he thinks my treatment was fine but he said my mindset isn't in the right place I am thinking too much of the general population mindset and not the athletic population. We do have plans to get someone on that does work, has or has worked with athletes in the past, but we'll kind of save that for another time because it's still in the works. (laughs) But this just brought up some questions. He asked me some questions. And Laura, if you're ready, I'm going to ask you some questions. I'm ready. I haven't heard these ones yet, guys. Let's see how well. You know, my answers are. So, question number one. We were talking about, for the patient, they were experiencing upper trap and cervical pain. He asked, what do you think is the cause of her upper trap and cervical pain? I'm going to go. It all depends on how patient she was wearing the hands on. Where where was the most tenderness? Can you give me that at least? Uh, just the upper traps, upper traps, okay, rhomboids, kind of like, yeah. So more muscular, not not nor, not near the spine, more. Kind of throughout, throughout the muscle itself. Yeah, okay. just throughout the whole so muscle. So she's probably got some tightness, and overdevelopment actually in some regions and underdeveloped in other regions. Um, so like I would think her lower traps, her mid traps, um. Uh, kind of along the thoracic is is weaker than her upper traps and she's probably overuse of her upper traps a lot too so she's really probably overdeveloped and my guess tell me if i'm wrong but i have a funny feeling she might have a little bit of a rounded posture too um actually not so much oh interesting again it's hard it's hard not it's it's hard to do this yeah, without, without seeing without the patient, seeing, I, will, yeah. I will say. Or asking them follow-up questions. And or knowing exactly, you know, we've talked, there's shows on the, the the strip, but I don't know exactly what they do because, again, we're, you know, pri- patient privacy, HIPAA, and that kind of stuff. We're not trying to get into that. So I am working off a little limited, but I was thinking, you know how a lot of dancers, they got those rounded fo- shoulders. So um, I was figuring maybe a little overdeveloped okay there, so with just the information you have fairly limited um what would you do for like their treatment um for th- is this chronic pain when did they start developing no it? fairly new fairly new kind of say in the past couple couple weeks anything set it off maybe mm, not like they can tell okay what movements irritate it i know 20 Performing. questions Hey, what, like you gotta give me some movements. I don't know what they do for performing. Just a, a lot of sporadic movements. Just do they do a lot of head movements? Yeah, the Are heads involved. Their the their arms are involved. There's a lot know? of different shows here in Vegas, Ken. This can go a lot of different ways. Okay, we can talk about some dancing shows. We can talk about some. They are very shows. athletic. <laughs> they are extremely athletic, and I mean, there's just. They just have some tightness and soreness along their upper traps. Okay. Well, and I definitely when do they some perform, manual. when, okay. 
So soft tissue work. Um, you can even probably maybe get in with a little Graston, honestly, depending on what you're feeling. Um, personally, I'd probably throw her a little bit of dry needling, depending on what I'm palpating to. She could probably be a good candidate for it. Um, but then again, you got to work on probably strengthening a little bit more of um, her low back muscles, uh, like we talked about, and uh, focus on, it depends on how, again, how flexible are they? They're really flo- significantly more flexible than okay. most so then of every single patient probably I've not seen. so much the issue. It's probably not the stretching. It's probably the overwork of it. So... So you are on the right track. My brain, my brain, you some limited info here. I'm restricted here. I'm handcuffed, guys. So, but I'm proud to be on the right track. The way we landed on this, and the way that it kind of developed, is this patient is athletic, right? Mm -hmm. Strength is not an issue, and posture-wise, everything else, not there's no really like areas that seem very underdeveloped compared to others doesn't really seem like she's lacking okay. in certain areas and others so it's it's not a lack of strength flexibility wise i mean any everybody can use a little bit of stretching but with the stretches i put her through Overall, i mean she was i'm like this is all far more than normal so it's there's nothing more i can do there so when i talked to him I told them with the course of treatment, I did manual, I did some stretching, and then I did some Therex. And again, that's what I'm used to. That's that's the direction we take for most of our patients. You're here, you're mm-hmm. hurt, okay, let me work on the spot. Let me stretch it out, and then let's strengthen it to make it stronger. When working with an athlete, and this is kind of what I just recently learned, and if anybody out there does work with athletes and wants to come on and talk to us more about their exact process, let us know. We would love to get to talk to you a little bit more about it. It's not so much Therex, but way more manual. So the mm-hmm. reason why I said you were on the right track is you did the STM, you did the Graston, and you did the dry needling. So working with this population, it's a lot more of that and a lot less of everything else. Yeah. If you have the patient for an hour, you're about to do 45 minutes probably of manual and maybe some quick little stretching routine afterwards and the great thing too about doing some of that manual is you can do manual through motion too so like you could have them perform an exercise while possibly working on them like uh we have uh, a patient sorry if i hijack this real quick i just want to get this out before i forget we have a patient who uh we do cupping he does a little bit of cupping on his upper trap while doing exercises so he's working through the movement the muscles having to work through the cupping at the same time and he it's he finds that that helps release some a lot of his trigger points through but it's also training the the muscle within the same time be kind of that pain-free range so it's definitely a good way to go because i think one of our pts works with another performer where they do similar stuff to like that Mm -hmm. and it, you definitely have to think a lot more outside the box and which was really hard for me personally because I haven't worked with this population so trying to dig deep for activities that are difficult for this population is not something that comes easy for me personally Yeah, I have worked with higher end 
patients that maybe played sports in the past and I can think of difficult activities to do but with this population you start with difficult and you go to even more difficult yeah you try to cater exactly to what their performance what their sport is and try to get down to let's strengthen exactly what you need to strengthen for your sports specific sports specific activity mm-hmm. and i think it might be just lack of experience or maybe i didn't really play professional or not professional but like club sports at all so i've never really been in a, i played many sports but i've never been in a club for sports so i don't know what their drills look like i don't know what activities they do that strengthen specific different parts and i haven't worked with enough of this population to be like oh let me look up oh you're a soccer player let me look up a soccer specific drill that's gonna work on your knee rehab you know what i mean Mm -hmm. no it's so true um the one thing like i would say is the big difference not even so much the population as much as it's it's a different type of treatment. You go from, and I think this term is becoming more popular, you go from rehab to now you're prehabbing. You're kind of trying to get ahead of the game before it gets even worse. And you do have those significant deficits that start to come in. And then you're switching over to a rehab program where it is you're working at the lower stages and working your way back up. Where here you're doing prehab. You're doing, you're doing fairly well. However, you got these little things that are starting to tweak and irritate you. But we're not starting you at the low. We're now working on decreasing that pain or irritation that you're going on, but also keeping the high level of intensity because you can handle it. So the hard part, I think, with our mind um, that we have, and it's because I think school did not, personally, I don't think school prepared us for this. And that's because of the fact, I will give them this credit, prehab is becoming more popular. Before, it was not covered by insurances. However, insurances are starting to notice, hey, something slightly bothers you. It's better to get in early before you actually truly have an injury. And then you're rehabbing, and then we have issues down the line. Um, but we, we always talk about rehab, 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 coming from an injury and then working our way up. This area, they've got an irritation. I wouldn't even really say an injury. There's nothing really to diagnose. You've just got some, you know stiffness in the neck achiness that's starting to get you but there's nothing in particularly that's an injury per se it's a lot of overuse and repetition it sounds like that's just kind of causing some irritation so now it's about prehab we are getting ahead of the game instead of being behind the game and it's a different like you said it's a different mindset and we don't usually see prehab in too many older populations just because that's just not how it goes So it might seem that it's more of like, oh, it's just because these patients are high intense and athletic. And you're like, well, no, I've worked with high intense athletic before, but they're in the rehab phase. So I think that's more of like the thing that you're kind of talking about is more there's a prehab and it's it's different because it can change. And there's no specific diagnosis because there's not an actual injury there, per se. Does that make sense? Yeah. So essentially, so that's where we're at. It require a different, yeah, a different thought process, which is great. But again, I don't think we were very truly prepared sometimes in school for a prehab. We were rehab focused. And, and so now prehab's becoming popular. I think it's also, though, because we still have to follow their plan of care. Mm-hmm. 
we can't come up with a plan of care. No. So having a patience with no direction makes it hard for us because we're kind of just like ducks swimming in the middle of the we're ocean. We're not meant to eval. We can't eval. Yeah. So I think what makes it better for like our scenario is that the issues that they're bringing to us have already been looked at. Mm-hmm. And they kind of let us know if it's like a completely new actual injury. This is a whole nother. That's a whole eval case. But these patients have been evaled from when they came in, and now it's more of like, like if someone came into you injured for their shoulder and their ankle, mm-hmm. and then you ask them, "Oh, what's bothering you more today?" "Oh, my shoulder. Can we work on my shoulder?" "Cool. So let's do your shoulder program." That's kind of the direction we have here. So yeah. these patients have been fully evaled. For their weaknesses, their strengths, where their the deficits are, and it's like, all right, these are the directions we want to take with each of these things. Just let us know when you come in. Hey, what's bothering you today? All right, let's do that. And because there's no specific injury, there's not really a set plan of like exercises you can follow because there's nothing really to follow, and Correct. that's the hard part. Mm-hmm. So I think it was just one of those critical thinking moments of I need to just personally switch my mindset for this population and this form of treatment when I'm working with this with this patient and I think just all the years of my technician all the years of school and then the years of me working as a PTA it's always been rehab and then all this prehab you're speaking of (laughs) we're not used I don't know if that's really a word did you coin it yourself no, it's it's I've it's I've been noticed coined. it's starting to take in uh it's in, it's been um becoming more popular over the past couple of years and been more fluid in our again, it's usually you see it in cash pay because insurance do not like to prehab. They don't like to try to get ahead of an injury. It's such a weird word to say. Needs. Prehab. Prehab, yeah, it's prehab. before the rehab. Well they're getting ahead of the game. Um, I mean I get it. I'm just saying, just, it just sounds funny. I think what also, even with like what you're saying, and even with high-end athletes versus some of our other population, definitely an outpatient, the hard part is we get focused on exercise, 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 which is great, but we forget to put in the functional exercise. So I've been trying to really like think about that too a little bit more and really push my boundaries of, okay, this patient's doing well, but really like, great, they can do hill raises all day, but what are they having difficulties with? Oh, you don't feel comfortable with stairs? We're doing stairs. Like we're, we're, we're adding in stairs. We got to prep you for stairs and we're going to work on doing more functional stuff now. And I think that's something that over time you get better with, um, when it comes to high-end athletes or those who are very athletic, you do have to think outside the box. And sometimes it's straight up like, I had a hockey player and I'm like, never played hockey. I watch it. I can kind of get some of the motions. But really what's necessary? Like when you guys are skating and, you know, he was an ankle, you know, what what's your ankle feel like? And he goes, honestly, my ankle feels the best in the the skate because it's, it's tied up really well. Um... And so uh, he goes, I don't really feel too much. And it's more of like doing this. And so it was like, okay, well, then we just definitely need to prep you for even more of just like the prepping for your skating, like the, the workout, the, 
that he's doing, the dry land, there we go, that's the word I was looking for, the dry land that he's doing, he has t difficulty with. Because again, when he's in the skate, he's laced up like he's got a full ankle brace on. Um, which I would never have thought of. That, you know, because again, I've never really worn skates too much like that and really had to work out in them. And I wouldn't think that dry land was more of the issue with certain activities. And um, so it's just asking them about their difficulties, really finding out and then being adapted. I had another, we had a couple, man, I've had a couple hockey players, but we had another one. And it was knee. We did a lot more like skate motion exercises versus walking exercises. Because again, we wanted to get them ready prep for on the ice um, exercises. Uh, so like you definitely need to think about it. Like I had a patient today who I helped with the reval, took some measurements, did some muscle testing, um, asked him some questions. And, you know, one of the things he's like, I, I haven't ran. And he goes, I don't feel comfortable running. I still have the pain here. And I'm like, okay, well, let's prep you to run today. Let's start getting you doing some quick steps on your toes to prep you to run. Let's do some, even some hopping to again, start loading, um, it on the total gym where we ease back up to it. And we found out that's where, cause honestly, if you looked at his measurements, his strength and everything, you would have thought he was fine, but he still had discomfort with loading those plyometric movements now. And so it's like, okay, there's something still to work on. But again, if you don't try it out, sometimes you won't find it. And then you know, they'll get discharged and they're like, yeah, I'm 85%, but they can't run still and they're younger. So it's, again, it's like you said, that critical thinking, but you have to think outside the box a lot when you get to these patients. And I think that really applies to all patients. I mm -hmm. think it's super important for athletes because it's a lot more sports specific and you want to get them back to doing their sports. But I think that really applies well because like you said, we focus so much on just like, oh, let's do heel raises, let's do lateral walks like so much regular therax that we forget about their act yeah and asking them like hey is there anything in particular like you said stairs was a good one um getting in and out of a car getting on or sitting down in a chair and standing back up and getting the legs had into bed recently i had one patient having trouble with lifting things off the floor so she was trying to lift a case of water from the cart into her car and she said it was extremely difficult so the next visit we focus a lot on not the same weight but just more on technique more on form making sure you keep the weight close to you some more patient education and my therapist said we have to teach our patients to be better patients mm -hmm. so don't just rehab them teach them how to be better yeah teaching the skills that they don't have to come back and I feel like that will take them a lot further than anything else we could do. Yeah. And and again, then patients also feel like they get their value out of it, too. If you're just coming in and doing, you know, you know, oh, hey, your foot hurts today. Okay, let me just do some soft tissue and then here, do some heel raises and send you on your way. They're not going to feel the value as much as they're like, oh, okay, what are you having to, let's focus on that. Let's work towards that goal. Now, some of them might be just straightforward for a while. Let's be honest. Like, I have some total knees. For a while, they're just straightforward. There's not much you can do because it is a focus on flexion, extension, range of motion, or, you you know, then the quad strengthening. But I, same thing. Like, I had a patient coming in with her lower back starting to have pain. I took a look at her 
uh, TKE and she was lacking still on her total knee extension. And so we did some exercises. We really talked about gait and really walking heel to toes, keeping that core posture fine. And she came back and she's like, my back pain has almost disappeared. She goes, I catch it now when I start to get tired. And she goes, and I realize I'm not doing the heel to toe and I'm not really activating that quad for that last little bit of the knee extension. So like by taking the time to really listen and even think things out, again, it goes for both populations. That's where you can become better. That's where we can grow and we can do better to our patients too. And if you get stuck, ask. I think so. there's also, you can also go too far the other way because yeah. I can't think of a whole bunch of their act exercises. Like I said, someone's got, everyone's got to start somewhere, but you're still going to have basic terminal knee extensions and mm-hmm. straight leg raises. Like those are still valuable exercises, but I definitely feel like patients feel a lot more value when you start incorporating things they're having difficulty with. Yeah. So it's something that I'll definitely keep in mind when I work with uh, that population again, when we they come into the office and, and she asked Mara, is there anything you're doing at work that you feel you're having trouble with? See if I can modify that in any way. If I can't, because sometimes they're kind of set in their routine, there's nothing they can change, then I'll make the adjustments as I need. Yeah. And again, it's just a I think it all just comes back to as you grow as a clinician, you'll, you get better at this, too. And you learn more. Like, I will be honest, I didn't really feel comfortable switching someone to prepping for jog for the longest time because you know that is that is so such an intense exercise sometimes now you know i'm pretty darn down years not okay i'm not that long into the career but you know it's been years and i start to understand the better body mechanics and reasoning and how to really progress and degress that exercise if need be and really sent it to the prepping and what you're looking for and so it's gotten better um and honestly, guys, I'll tell you this. We, I know we talk about, like, switching roles and um, how you can get, get stuck in a rut. I, the one nice thing that I've really enjoyed lately with the company I work with is I've worked with so many more therapists. I just get so many more ideas. Um, and it's great. And it's hard to do that on your own if you're in a smaller clinic or, you know, um, you've got a PT who's really set in their ways and they don't only really like it that way. It is hard to grow. And so it, it just kind of varies on what you find the most value. And it's okay if you're finding that situation. You don't, you know, I'm not saying it's wrong. It's just, you know, whatever's you're most comfortable with, it, I guess, is what I'm trying to get to. So. All right. Well, with that said, we'll wrap up this episode. So thank you mm-hmm. so much for listening. Make sure you check out the Instagram, the YouTube. If you guys uh, have want to be a part of our show, just reach out to us either on email at the PT assistance at gmail.com or send a message through us or to us through Instagram and we can try to set something up. But until then, we'll catch you guys on Friday. All right, guys. See you later. The information in this video or podcast is not intended nor implied to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis or treatment. All content, including text, graphics, images, and information contained in this video or podcast is for general information purposes only and does not replace your professors or a consultation from your own doctor or healthcare professional.